0: On this episode, we're going to talk about how to market a sports brand properly and how to stay relevant to the fan base.
1: With so many different platforms, TikTok, Facebook,
0: LinkedIn, YouTube,
1: and their purposes evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Cupco, Social Media, social media. Social media. Sucks. Really sucks, where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the suck from social media. Welcome back to the Social Media Sucks podcast by Cubco. If you ever experience the fear of missing out when it comes to social media and marketing trends, then this is definitely the podcast for you. We'll help you level up your marketing and business skills by covering the latest topic within social media and through our inspiring guests. But before we start, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast or YouTube channel, please do so now, because it really helps us get this amazing education and inspiration out there to more marketers and business people just like yourself. So let's get into today's episode. And with me is Mess Jefsen, who is the marketing director for FC Kopenhagen, which is football club Kopenhagen. And uh, of course, our uh, our CEO, Chris Kopenhagen. That's me. Big welcome. Thank you so nice much. Nice to have you guys today. Yeah. Good, Good to you be here. So let's talk about sponsorship and uh and media campaigns for sports brands but uh before we dive into that can you please give us a little introduction to yourself and your career mass
2: yes as you said my name is mass uh, i've been with fc copenhagen for three and a half years uh, before that i was in uh, in a big publishing house here in copenhagen and part of people group called people's press working with uh, yeah traditional physical books but also ebooks and and audio books um and yeah and I took the step to to go to FC Copenhagen because uh, I have a personal passion within football as well It's always been a dream for me to Mm. actually work not only with something I have a a, and like authentic passion for but actually football specifically Uh, and the opportunity was there um and I've been in uh, started as a campaign manager in the in the club working with yeah campaigns uh, Mm. for all our business areas and now I'm the marketing director so also see oversee some of the more strategic elements of yeah our marketing initiatives
1: awesome that's do you great. have any advice you can give people who one day strive to be in the similar kind of position
2: uh i mean work your face off <laughs> <laughs> work <Yeah>. your face <laughs> off every single day
0: yeah. <laughs> no love football i guess that's gotta be one
2: i mean having a passion for for football yeah. and and understanding also the business side of it yeah. and then being curious i think mm. no matter what you're working with be curious yeah. and something that maybe doesn't go too well hand in hand with our the values of the club is actually from a personal perspective being quite humble as well mm-hmm. understand yeah. that you have to take some sp- smaller steps in the okay. beginning and yeah. again be curious and then at some point you also acknowledge your own worth and and make some bigger steps.
0: Wow. Yeah, because starting out we'll as a campaign say. manager and then working your way up yes. in three mm. and a half years—I mean, that's that's a good, fast-paced yeah. uh, uh, promotion. Yeah. So that's really good to see. I'm glad to uh, glad to see you do that, and uh, it must be a tribute to your talent mm. and uh, what hopefully. you've done. So, yeah. <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You didn't yeah. sleep your way to the top, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. With
1: two kids, no sleep at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's,
0: you slept. Yeah, you but, literally slept. Yeah.
1: yeah. But before we dive into uh, the juicy conversation about all that, uh, can you tell? our audience a little bit more about the football club um to make sure the international audience knows what it is because i'm sure the danish audience definitely know
2: yeah and i would say hopefully the international it's getting more right like Uh, you guys are making waves i mean we are the biggest club in uh, scandinavia and the nordics Uh, we have uh, what 14 danish championship over the 30-year history of the club, just celebrated their 30-year anniversary on the 1st of July. Congratulations. Uh, Numerous uh, cup trophies as well, Mm. Uh, and and Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, hopefully this year. uh, We're going into the group stages of the Champions League again. Uh, And yeah, we are sort of the Copenhagen team. Um, And and we have a a big fan base, uh, probably the biggest in, in Scandinavia as well um and also an international fan base but of course mainly rooted in in copenhagen yeah
0: yeah yeah Thanks. it's definitely grown a lot over the last i'd say like 10 years ago when i got to scandinavia i got to denmark you know fc co was a different beast i think it was like very danish focused and mm. i think it's gotten more and more international mm. recognition obviously through you guys's hard work and i think it's uh it's definitely moved into also being a, a media brand in its own, like as we'll get to, I think, which is is many sports brands are moving in that direction. But mm-hmm. it's also good to see you guys really go head first into that and, and sort of become that media brand that a lot of people want to work with. Right. So exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. yeah.
1: let's dive into the marketing in a, in a football club. So from your experience, what makes marketing in a football club unique?
2: um i think what makes it unique is the fact that your customers we call them fans because mm. they're fans first and, f- first and foremost but they're also customers uh they have a lifelong relationship with the club and mm. the brand or the business whatever you want to call it of course you will find other brands where you have a lifelong uh, relationship as well but i think the sort of the threshold for how we engage with our fans slash customers on an everyday basis is totally different from mm. a from a sort of a normal business yeah retail um they're here the fans Mm. uh through everything we do yeah and they're very critical and they should be (laughs) both positively but also negatively uh and that's that's of course part of driving the business and and the other side of that you have people like me within the club that need to make some decisions and Mm. move the club in a direction of course uh incorporating the opinions of the fans but also Mm. sometimes taking some some steps that yeah maybe not the most popular decision other times yeah. you know this is going to be a home run yeah um mm-hmm. so i think that relationship and the engagement yeah. with the fans is is what makes it totally unique
1: yeah you you deal um, a lot with passion within the yes, community there's right? a lot like of feelings uh, involved there's exactly. a lot of
2: history yeah. yeah and for me also i fully understand that there's definitely a huge number of fans of a club that have a much better understanding of the of the club's history and, and uh, sort of the fundamentals mm. than yeah. I have. yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. how can I use that in my work yeah. uh, cool. and, and engage with them? Makes mm. sense.
0: We had Benjamin from like okay. the head of marketing for Astralis mm. on the podcast probably a couple months ago. And he said the the same thing, like, mm. it's funny, the fans are so passionate and they will tell you their opinion yeah. very mm. quickly. Like if they love something or if they hate something, but, and they'll, they'll be very like, you know, They'll be very honest with you, but they'll still be very in your corner. Like they still want the team to succeed, of course. right? And so, like even though they might be hating on you, and we'll use those mm. in quotation marks, they're still so passionate about what you guys do, and they want to just see they want to they s- the
2: club s- to succeed, yeah, and, exactly, and yeah, and progress. Of course, yeah. they have mm-hmm. huge ambitions for the club, yeah, and and that's I think that's one of the key sort of uh, differences from other business. And mm. then, of course, also the fact that if I'm working on a big campaign and, and working towards some goals, I'm still, like, I cannot affect the 90 minutes on the pitch, even though I want to sometimes, but I'm not invited <laughs> to play. I, that's out of my hands. Yeah. And it definitely, if I have something planned for the following Monday, and God forbid it, we lose a game, mm-hmm. I need to, to adjust. adjust. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have no influence on what happens on yeah. that pitch. Of course, I can help yeah. fill the stands and, yeah. and, and have sort of a great atmosphere that can lift our players, etc., but yes. the actual game is out of my hands. Yeah,
0: that's interesting, right? Like that is a very unique part of being a sports brand and doing marketing for it. It's like you literally have to take into account how well are you doing, yeah. because you cannot. You got to maybe change messaging or change strategy mm-hmm. up, or or think about okay, it's also like your season might end earlier than you know you wanted to, yeah, so yeah. you know you can't really plan out a full year of activities because like hey. We now be might not be moving on to other yeah. stages like we have to mm. we have to sort of take that into account right so it's a bit it's much more challenging yeah. than that it's a lot of human uh, or factors not more challenging but just different challenges than than other Definitely. sort of brands mm. right so
1: so where does the strategy idea and campaign start and end in football club Copenhagen?
2: um i mean it depends on whether you look at it like a business level or mar- but let's talk marketing i guess <laughs> uh, um it's actually very dependent on what sort of area of the business we're also looking at I mm. would say uh because one thing is is our ticketing like mar- marketing of our ticket sales season tickets yeah. and subscriptions which is becoming a big part of our business uh, then you look at merchandise also but sort of commonly for our com- uh, how do you say it uh the red thread are, yeah the red thread yeah is of course having a an as you said before an understanding of what is sort of the climate right now Mm. Uh how are we performing what is the we can all like we have a big fan base as I said all the fans are not always agreeing on, on everything we do so it, it doesn't make sense to just listen to one opinion mm. right um but we tend to look of course at sort of the backbone of the club what is the strategy what are the values where do we want to be mm. where are we right now what makes sense from there um
0: So it starts in the values essentially like yeah and always
2: remembering sort of what do we represent because we are the biggest and we need to be the the biggest and the boldest of of the clubs and we need to sort of set the standard yeah Uh, and i need to have that mindset in 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 our marketing activities as well but sort of very classical it's not on that sense it's not different i guess from other businesses having an understanding of the target group what do you want to achieve and how do we get there yeah. What are the most efficient uh, yeah. and effective tools or uh, tactics to get there? Yeah, uh, be it season tickets, merchandise, or uh, activation of a, a brand yeah. partnership, or something like that.
0: You said something about understanding the the sort of your sh- your target audience. I mean, you guys must have a lot of data on your target audience because they are so passionate and they are also coming to you physically. In huge numbers, yeah. So, and you also have a ticketing sort of setup, so you understand where are they, like, when are they coming, when, what games are they most interested in? Yeah. Um, you've got some online activity on your own platforms, on your social channels. So exactly, you must do a lot of community management, listening as well. So you guys have maybe a really good sort of um, ear to the ground when it comes to your guys' audience. Mm. What what sort of opportunities does that guy give you guys? Of course. It's th-
2: as you said, we we do have a lot of data, and that's also one of the areas where we have really progressed a lot over the last mm. yeah four to five years. Uh, because one thing is having the data, but actually structuring it and having it available and be able to act on it is is a different thing. And that's what yeah. we have done. So now that provides us sort of an, an a view into the fan base, and I, of course that provides the opportunity to have some things confirmed. Mm-hmm. Also, some things that you maybe there was a tr- some truth within the organization that actually change because you have the data available to actually see what's going on yeah. um as an example so what is when we're talking like waiting time in our food and beverage sales or looking at a specific game so at what time do people arrive to the game on a given stand mm. when oh, you yeah. play against a top tier team compared to a lower tier team or when it's raining or it's not raining so actually having understanding you can Use that of course for your setup for the game day in terms of security and how many yeah. stalls do you need to open and, and all the operation yeah. side of it and on the, on the marketing side of course it provides the opportunity to actually have a as you said yeah. a solid understanding of the of the fan base as a whole but yeah. also the different segments and, and we work with persona groups yeah. within the fan base uh, so understanding one thing is understanding of fans as a as football fans fck fans but they also have a life on the site mm. what are they doing what sort of brands are they engaging with what yeah. what, what are their demands yeah. and how can we sort of build some business on top of that or maybe yeah. create partnerships around it also yeah.
0: so you guys are able to like look at the data and say okay we should does that direct your your sort of um, ex- not acceptance but is that does that direct who you guys talk to in terms of partnerships or and is that like a sales model? Like you have salespeople going after those partnerships or is it more yeah. organic? Does it come to you or it's how does both. that work? It's okay. both. I
2: would say there's there's still a lot of like incoming in terms of partnership, but we do also more and more, as you said, okay, we have this uh, segment within the fan base. We know we have a, a high relevance for a given brand. Uh, maybe it's their like primary target audience or maybe it's, it's a, a group of people where they're not actually engaging but they want to go mm. yeah. so for example a pretty large amount or large percentage of our fan base is uh is young male adults when like 13 to 24. they don't watch a lot of flow tv and and they're like in a general sense pretty hard to get to yeah so that's where there becomes a demand for some of the brands that actually want to engage with yeah. these people uh,
0: and they trust advertising a lot less now Yeah. So it's like if you, I think that's what's really, really interesting. Also, about the position that you guys stand in is that, you know, as a media platform, you probably have more of a trusted position within certain groups than somebody else does. So it's a nice opportunity for brands that are having a hard time maybe reaching that target audience or expanding into a particular audience that you already have like a gateway, a trusted gateway to those 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 audiences
2: and that's where we have to remember as I said before those people are there for the football first yeah. and foremost and we need to we and the partners need to to accept this and understand yeah. it but then also find the opportunities so yeah. if we do it right yeah. over time we can definitely create be it awareness or preference yeah. of what we want to achieve with a given brand partnership together um, if we do it in the right way mm. yeah. uh, so, so we have the access we have the platforms we have the fans, but how do we actually create content and campaigns and uh, activations that yeah. that these people are actually willing to spend their time on? Mm.
0: Um, Which is really cool. I mean, you guys act like an agency like us. Like I really think that's a neat sort of uh, similarity is that you guys probably think about creative strategy and like mm-hmm. how do we do this partnership that, that would actually like engage our fans and be entertaining and actually maybe could sell something or, or is this about awareness or is this about like, what is this about that we're doing, right? So yeah. you would approach a partnership like we would with a client. It's like exactly. they need a concept, they need content, they mm. need a content strategy, they need a paid media strategy attached to that. So yeah. Yeah. you guys operate like a mini agency, or not? maybe not even a mini agency, like how many people are you guys just in, in your team or just in your group?
2: I mean, in my team, which is the marketing team, we are what, seven people and then, yeah. I, probably the same number within what we call communications and content. So altogether, what around yeah. 14, 15 people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, yeah. you're a fairly agency. sizable agency. And then you also have an event organization, yeah. which is probably of the course. same. So yeah. altogether we have, yeah, quite a, yeah. a significant number of people that can actually work as an agency, yeah. for example. Yeah. And sometimes service. we do that when we see a potential in a given, like we want a sponsor or partner within this the business area and we don't Mm. have one today how can we actually approach it Mm. we build the case and other times is of course is the brand approaching us Mm. and and providing just as i assume you guys work so what are your challenges what are the kpis what are Mm. your target groups and what do you want to achieve and then we build a solution from that and that can contain everything from yeah content production which is one of our key areas um, where we have really really high expertise Uh, but also actually sort of the distribution side of it Mm. so email marketing uh, paid media activities etc where everything is done in-house in in the club how do you
1: how do you manage all these sponsorships because you I I guess they are very different in nature depending on the brand you work with and actually you sell access to fans for these brands so how it's uh how can it how does it vary between uh your your sponsorships when you partner with brands
2: I mean, it, it varies, uh, again, similar to, to, I guess, the brands you're working with. Um, it really gets down to when we have the initial talks, like, what do you want to achieve? Why are you why are you coming to, to FC Copenhagen? What is the objective? Mm. Because there's a big difference between, like, is it a new brand trying to make their way in Denmark uh, and we have to build awareness? Or is it a well-known brand, established brand that want to be sort of, part of the experience or uh doing something totally different yeah so so that is the most crucial thing is to get an understanding and i mean i'm sometimes surprised to be honest that uh, it's it's more difficult to go get those answers that that you would expect mm, yeah. okay uh, but it's a good challenge when we have these talks say okay so what do we need to achieve when we have yeah. a a talk in a year or two or three what do we need to achieve
0: where do we need to be yeah. yeah
2: instead of just looking at what do we have on the shelf and then yeah. providing that let's build something that actually solves some problems yeah and that can be yeah selling products so we might do a collaboration where we also have a retail element within our fan shop are we building awareness okay how do we do that etc so we actually cater the, yeah. the specific solution to the problem
0: i think that um well uh, something comes to mind for me is like have you guys ever had to turn away a brand that you're just like we don't want to even touch this it's not in our value set or it's just not interesting like has yeah, that ever yeah, happened yeah
2: it, it it does happen of yeah. course both uh, in terms of like what do we represent as a club and what do we mm. want our uh yeah wh- what do we want to back so to yeah. say uh because as we said before we are sort of selling access to the van base so yeah. we also and you need safeguard it yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, because we are sort of a spokesperson for the brands we we, we work with yeah. yeah and then of course we also work with brands that have exclusivity within a given category for example so we have audi as an example as mm-hmm. a partner we're not going to work with other car brands uh, no. when <laughs> we have audi yeah. uh, that that m- yeah yeah Yeah. it makes sense yeah so it's Um, like
1: a brand ambassador kind of thing within influencer marketing it's always you know a case and i
2: i mean one thing is it it wouldn't make sense for me or for anyone but the when you view it from the fan perspective also it would also be very like untrustworthy i would say because okay you're promoting this carbon and this carbon at the same time what are you actually representing as a club Yeah. yeah um so so those are some of the thoughts we also put into, the, into yeah. process. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's cool yeah. is there a brand out there you're like oh man i really want to work with these guys but haven't had a chance yet oh give them a shout out we'll see if we can make it happen
1: <laughs> yeah. <out>. uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. yeah.
2: i mean i really to be honest i feel that we're working with a lot of cool brands yeah. and uh, there's also a lot of cool brands in the pipeline so It's hard to think of one, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. that's a I, I can
0: think of some, like, actually, I think one of the things that I was thinking about as you were talking is like, there's a big discussion right now with men's mental health. Mm-hmm. And actually, you guys tap into a very important target audience, which yeah. actually needs some of that yeah. messaging and sort of support right now. Because um, we work with a number of brands that are actually in that sort of space and mm-hmm. health. And, and one of the topics, big topics, has been sort of men's mental health. Yeah. Um, it could be interesting. Do you guys do anything in that space already or? That's you think not of. specifically no. on a
2: partnership uh, no. no but uh, but I think it's something that we are aware of what yeah. we talked about uh, or talk about sometimes is is actually like loneliness as well yeah because we are aware that people are actually going to football alone as well and we feel that's amazing but mm. how can we actually as a as a big brand also create a community for people that are maybe don't have a large group of friends or family to actually go to, go the, games to, go to the games yeah uh, and that's where we also tend to look at the the other partners that are wor- we are working with how can we actually collaborate to have a bigger impact yeah so be it like on a on a sustainable uh, project or something like that how can we as a club but also with our partners make a big impact that's nice um, mm-hmm. and yeah. also open up the we recently we created a a like food waste project together or there's an uh, organization called stop madspil yeah mm. That are now usually utilizing uh parking the national stadium uh three days a week they get a lot of food delivered from co-op yeah and people can come by copenhagen uh, copenhageners can come by and pick up free food that would go to waste oh, that's uh, great and i think we are of course we are providing the facilities yeah. but again as i said how can we be relevant not only on the match day but the other days as well yeah. mm. now we're opening up the stadium just providing some facilities for the copenhageners to have some food that would have gone to waste um and hopefully in the future we'll have a lot more projects like like this not only in terms of sustainability but but yeah yeah, various uh, be it mental health or what it might be yeah Mm. that's good love it
1: interesting let's uh talk a little bit about the media campaigns you guys have with with brands for instance like on a strategic level when you do commercial activities with brands for instance you partner a lot with Carlsberg and uh so what's the strategic considerations when you guys launch a campaign
2: um i mean c- as an example with Carlsberg, Carlsberg have been within the club for more than 20 years mm. uh when your oldest partner and right? yeah and actually sort of i would say a part of the club uh, and and yeah. that In my opinion proves the point that over time you can actually create some some magic yeah Uh, but back to your question um when it's with partners of course we also dependent on what are the strategic priorities from the partner that we're working with Mm. so again what do we want to achieve on a long term and then when we're talking a campaign what are we focusing on and what do we want to achieve um and then of course there's also an element of finding the right balance between our because we are of course we are sort of we are the spokesperson and it's us sending out the messaging yeah Mm. uh but the brands that we're working with also have some guidelines and some 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 things we need to consider in our communications content It's also a big
0: challenge like taking into account their Brand guidelines, their tone of voice, their styles, their wants, their wishes. So a lot of the the talks
2: I have with the brands is saying, okay, I understand that your general guidelines are like this. So if you were to buy ad space on Facebook or somewhere else, you would stick to those guidelines and uh, and I fully understand why. But if you want to engage the people that are FCK fans and are here for the football and the club, then we need to adapt yeah. and how do we do that in a sense that is FCO but also something that uh, the guidelines uh, from the given brand can actually yeah. tolerate um so so that's where we have quite a lot of uh, yeah back and forwards yeah. but generally I would say there's a there's a good understanding of the fact that we need to adjust mm. and then it's us being sort of a mediator and guiding the brands on how to do it in the best possible way and one of the key words within that is relevance we need to stay relevant but we also understand that we're not always relevant for the whole fan base it yeah. might be a specific segment that this given campaign is relevant for yeah um and and that's again going back to the brand partner say okay yes I understand that you want to have the biggest possible reach but if this is the objective and this is the target group I think we should go this direction mm.
0: Yeah. Um, do those strategic sort of considerations also trickle down to the players in a sense? Like I've done a little bit of work with the football sort of industry. And, and one of the big things like I've seen your kind of brands do is also you're selling a platform from the team's perspective, but you also are selling a platform player wise in some cases, depending on the player's contracts and things like it. that. How, how much does that trickle down? to players like do brands come to you and say hey we actually want this player as part of this content and then you have to sort of negotiate with the player or is it a part of their contract or how does how does that actually work
2: so part of the players contract is the we have sort of the commercial rights Mm -hmm. so we can work with the players uh, with the brands that we're working with and with the fck brand of course um and yes there's always i would say as uh, sp- uh, like a request for specific players mm. but it also changes depending on who's like the, the favorite favorite right yeah. now uh but that's where yeah. we also have a mediator role or like a advisor role to actually mm. say okay if we are doing a campaign in this direction we suggest we're using this guy because he actually has a general interest in your yeah. brand or we know like Players are also different in terms of how they perform on camera mm. and 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 everything. So again, that's where we have to be an advisor and, yeah. and and yeah, give the the best possible advice. Yeah. Um. And from there, it's actually we have some rules, uh, and there are also some like yeah. contractual rules in in terms of when do we need to. Book the given players for campaigns yeah. and briefing them and everything and and, yeah. and of course giving them an understanding of what are they being part of here yeah. and and why are we doing what we're and doing. Why is it relevant um, for them? Yeah, and then of yeah. course you have to again adapt injuries. Uh, mm. Everything yeah comes to play yeah. And yeah. you need to find a different solution. Mm. Uh, Maybe
0: there's something funny in, yeah. in them being injured that you can use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to get around in a car now because you can't, can't bike. How about you take the Audi Yeah, exactly. instead? See
1: opportunities yeah. And everywhere. Yeah,
0: exactly. So
1: speaking of, is there any challenges that uh, you're facing when it comes to these sponsorships and media campaigns? And after that, any opportunities you want to pursue further?
2: um i think actually uh, the same thing is both a a challenge and an opportunity yeah. is the fact that uh, specifically in, in sort of the area of the club that i'm in mm-hmm. this whole idea of us being a, a a media brand or a marketing platform or you can call it what you want to call it is is growing and it's it's becoming a big part of the business within yeah. the business but on the other hand we have to remember that we're a football club and actually finding that balance is is sort of the magic for me also making sure that we that we stay focused on the fact that we have football club but also the potential that comes with that in terms of having the the large fan base and the channels and 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 the the opportunity around like building a business around that Mm -hmm. um so so that's something that we focus a lot on again not overusing the fact that we are a a media or a marketing platform um uh, but by the end of the day we are a football club we need to win football matches mm. and uh, we need to be an even bigger club tomorrow than we are today um so so that's sort of the yeah the balance that that i'm working a lot with
0: yeah i think one of the things that it's also really cool about what you guys are doing is expanding beyond being a football club and being also a lifestyle brand. And we talked a little bit about that before the podcast yeah. started, but you know, can you speak a little bit about the journey to do that? What are those steps that you guys have taken that others can learn from? Because I think a lot of brands want to not just be a not not just, but you know, to go beyond their current scope and be mm. a lifestyle mm. brand. What what has really helped you guys do that and, and what, what advice would you give those who want to do that?
2: I mean i i think we're still on a journey to get there and it's something we are focusing a lot on um we're not sort of we haven't reached the goal yet um but of course it's it's first and foremost a realization that for us we have a match day or like everything around the matches where we are highly relevant Mm. but how do we actually the other days in the week how do we stay relevant and how do we how is the brand uh part of the everyday for for our fans uh, and hopefully also new fans in the future um and and what we are also looking at is of course we have the name Copenhagen within our club name we are part of Copenhagen how can we actually merge these two things Mm. even more together and becoming a bigger part of the city through collaborations but also the brands we work with um municipality and everything um, to actually have a presence in the city mm. uh, even more than we have today yeah. then the, as, I, as we also talked about earlier um in terms of merchandise as an example uh traditional merchandise is 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 never going away like scarves uh, flags and everything that you you use to show the club colors but uh it would also be and that's where we are moving in direction now that you can actually go to your grandma's birthday wearing the club colors without looking like a traditional football fan can you
1: show our audience your uh, your shirt for instance
2: so i'm wearing a a a t-shirt from Deux, one of the brands that we're working with that where we actually made a collaborate or um, yeah like a collection collection um where we use the club colors in a more subtle way uh to allow fans actually also to wear the club colors, support the club, support yeah. our brands, um, but without actually having to scream football, uh, mm. in the office or at the birthday, what it might be, yeah, uh, so that's just one sort of concrete example, but the whole mindset behind it actually, how can we become a bigger part of the everyday life yeah. of uh, of the fans? Uh, mm. I think that's
0: a really smart approach, specifically for football fans, because I do believe, well, for a number of different sports fans, like you know, if you're wearing something that is very specific, FC Co, or if it's very specific, you know, whatever hat I'm wearing today, I don't know what I'm wearing actually. Is it the Nets? Mm. (laughs) You know, you are by default associated with that club, and if they are going through a shitstorm themselves, or if they are you know maybe there's a bad, bad trader trader played or trader played wait a second player trade <laughs> 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 the reset i got to defrag my brain tomorrow um then then you know you go along with it as a person who's wearing the brand so yeah. you know to do it in a more subtle way also gives that person a ability to stay connected mm. but also get away with something that's maybe like oh it's not out in the open fully that i'm a hardcore fc co fan I'm just doing it in a nice subtle way because you know I don't want to scream it at the office and mm, exactly. also because my next door neighbor sitting on my desk is a bon There's <laughs> a fan. that's a good example and it's like I just don't want to you know get into that topic right yeah. yeah so that's it's a good way and I think it's a lot of brands can take notice of that that more subtle, more sort of subdued versions of branding also yes. can really benefit your brand.
2: Mm. Yeah, and yeah. and it gives again uh, we talked relevance. It also gives you an opportunity to, to be relevant in mm. more occasions than you are today. Maybe. Yeah. And so again, we are becoming relevant for grandma's birthday, as an mm. example. Maybe we weren't before because you wouldn't want to wear a football jersey or a big logo. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not appropriate. Like
0: exactly. Mm. Unless your grandma's a huge fan. Yeah. And she might she be like, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah yeah exactly where's mine that's what she's saying (laughs) where's my jersey like what what are you doing
1: yeah but it's also good for the community i guess it's a it's also a statement a a subtle statement within the community and more people might showcase it more besides the match when it is subtle and it's a part of you know everyday life and stylish in a way
2: exactly and i mean you will always and and i'm seeing more and more like our of our shirts in the city and i'm Mm. so happy every time i see it but i'm also happy when i see the little subtle things that yeah. actually maybe the the two people walking around this person doesn't know but i know mm. and that whole community part of it is yeah. is also really cool yeah yeah
0: being Different. in the know the exclusive part yeah. of it yeah. Yeah. i mean it's also nice i think one of the tips that you didn't talk about but i think is an important one is like partnering with a Lado, like partnering with brands that maybe someone would be like oh i'm gonna wear that yeah. because it's it's more it's more aligned with what I would wear outside of the football club or or to grandma's birthday. Then you also get an occasion where you're, you're using some of their brand to actually infiltrate the other parts of their life. Right? So it's, it's a nice, I think it's a very good tip for those of you listening is that it's not necessarily that your brand has to be out in front. It's like sometimes you can partner with somebody else that has already got that audience when they're not in your club then you can actually kind of infiltrate their life in a different mm. way, which exactly. I think is and that's really back nice. Back
2: to the talk about partnerships is also something we look at. Of course, yeah. we, we we also we talk both about sponsors and partners, but we're really focusing on partnership because we also need to get something out of it, so to speak. Yeah, of course. It's a partnership. So yeah. when we're working with a, a given brand, what does that give the FCK brand? Mm. Where, is, is there something we want to move in a lifestyle direction What would make sense to partner with if if we are to go into a space where we're not the strongest today but we can actually borrow something for from a given brand
0: yeah it's exactly what you're doing what brands are doing for you like when they come to you for a partnership you're doing the same the other way which is a smart move
1: i want to touch upon the last topic which is uh the community obviously since you have such a big fan base in on social media with thousands of thousands of followers on each platform how do you uh connect with them like how do you manage all these kind of channels when mm. your audience is huge your audience segment and then but still be keep all the activity going on so you stay relevant for the different kind of target audiences
2: yeah I mean it's a big challenge yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work you guys know yeah uh, actually we don't have like from an organizational level we don't have like one specific community manager Uh, supporting all these channels okay Um, we're doing it a bit of a different way uh, which sometimes is is really good and other times is is a challenge Uh, but as as we talked about we have a pretty big organization Mm. and of course some people have have a better expertise when we're talking social media than others Um, but we do have a, a more like shared uh uh responsibility um but of course not on a strategic level but on in the everyday s- sort of it because i'm not for example when when it's match day or we do a transfer i'm not very close to that mm-hmm. some of the guys are going if we're playing an away away game in europe or something we need to uphold the frequency and everything but we also need to do it when we are talking commercial partnerships and those two things are sometimes becoming like quite separate but we needed to be published in the same sort of uh, style and tone and everything, and, and that's mm-hmm. a big challenge for us, to be honest. Yeah, um, the match
0: day stuff versus the commercial stuff versus yes. the everyday, always on stuff. Yes, and stuff. That then
2: you also have the whole corporate side of the business, both FC Copenhagen but also parking as the stadium. Yeah. So there's a lot of different stakeholders, stakeholders to to. within this. um But what we try to do, and something we haven't succeeded with yet, but we're working to, is is of course to actually try to cater the content specifically for the given channel uh, that's something we're discussing a lot right now because we, we feel we could improve in that area uh, yeah. but of course also looking at new channels and i just said it's a big challenge to actually manage the ones we have and now we're talking new channels and that's also why we try to be very thorough when we actually. Yeah. discuss okay are we going into this or not and if we do how are we going to approach it
0: yeah yeah, yeah i've noticed that you guys haven't really maybe i'm wrong but you haven't really tapped into tiktok yet no. and that's um that's obviously like an area that we're really strong in and we always yeah. you know it's interesting to see which brands have actually jumped on the boat and which haven't um but you're right in a sense like i think there's a big change that's going on with social media right now we've talked about it many times on the podcast where you know Brands are looking to do specific strategies per platform now mm. because they are splitting, and we're also seeing an aging up of, you know, Facebook users yeah. versus maybe Instagram exactly. versus maybe Twitch for your guys's you know yeah. games or whatever you guys are doing there versus YouTube versus et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So yeah. the one size fits all is not really where you want to be now. So it's like we're seeing a lot of brands consider what you're saying is like. Yeah how do we be relevant on each platform and and we can
2: definitely see in the performance side of it as well that it there's a big difference between the channels Mm. and and we i mean it's quite simple you just have to accept it and look critically at it so yeah what is the what is the message what do we want to achieve again Mm. and what channel is the best choice and not necessarily publish everything at once in yeah, the same time so channels. it's not one size fits uh, all yeah and yeah. that's the same that we have had and uh, as late as yesterday a lot of discussions are regarding TikTok mm-hmm. but again one thing is, is seeing the brands that have actually jumped in early and, and build up a big following but how do they approach it in terms of content compared to other channels yeah. uh, is something we're really interested in and if we are to to go on tiktok we of course want to nail it in terms of being yeah really uh, good at uh, providing content that's yeah catered to there yeah and you want to
0: build a good channel that's also available to you commercially in the future for those brand partnerships so yeah. you want to do it right and and i yeah. i think it's i think it's not uh, too late to kick ass there and to find your guys' oh. a specific voice and specific way of doing it where people mm. go okay Epsico, yeah. they're not just doing like hey let's get this football player to do a dance and like we'll call it a day but you're actually like having a yeah. real strategic discussion about what should this be yeah and I think that's very very smart so, yeah yeah
1: so what performs the best within your community have you uh I mean winning games winning <laughs> I mean that's pretty <laughs> What content <laughs> like drives games, most or results?
2: Uh, transfer like yesterday with Mohammed okay. uh, Mohamed Arami, yeah. uh, something like like okay. signing so new f- players. It's uh, fame,
1: really fan, fame, fans at the core, I guess. Football at the yeah. core, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So
2: so everything around the match day is is yeah. something that really performs well, okay. but also uh, like getting behind the scenes of the club. Yeah. Um, mm maybe from a, a specific player perspective or the club or something we 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 tend to to in the content team once in a while we like try to find a lot of time to to do big thorough documentary productions uh about a specific topic uh within the club um but also smaller pieces uh providing some like behind the curtain access yeah mm. that is something that really performs well nice um but i mean related to the games and players new signings everything is is definitely something that performs well and also an an area of course where we have to look at okay how do we then approach it and also in terms of commercial partnerships and everything what Mm. can we actually do because we know this is coming um yeah interesting but generally i would say this um
0: i think bts always works behind the scenes yeah, yeah yeah a good everyone wants to sort of be a voyeur in some senses and peek behind like what's mm. actually going on there and yeah is it you know
1: you yeah. feel a part of it in a different way than just watching you know everything yeah. on yeah. top
2: yeah also historic elements from the club mm. is always a, a, like looking back at the best goals from a given mm. legend or something okay. like that is
1: yeah i mean yeah so it's very football Historically. It yeah. is. It it is very full yeah. Nostalgia is a make, huge,
0: make huge yeah. thing. Right. So it's good yeah. that you're still tapping into that yeah. as well.
2: That's again, if we can take that into the partnerships yeah. we do and use those elements, then we can yeah. actually get some of that traction into our commercial things as well.
0: You have 10 seconds.
1: Oy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I talk fast, but not that fast. Okay. so. Here you have it, guys. I will now summarize the golden nuggets here between Chris and mess around how sports brands can live on digital. So we talked about what makes marketing and football, uh, a football club unique is the human factor in the club's performance, the fans, and the passion within the community. And the strategy behind the campaigns depends on the season, but you always lean back on the solid strategy behind the brand, the club, and uh, what it represents. And the data and structuring of the data has really uh, progressed over the years. And it really helps the brand tap into opportunity, like understanding the persona groups within the fan base and seeing what partnership could potentially exist. And then when it comes to partnerships, FC Compound is a trusted gateway for uh, accessing very specific groups of people. So to have a successful partnership with brands, it is key to ask, you know, what What is the objective and to get an understanding of the nature of the collaboration and what do we really want to achieve here long term and for the specific campaign. You always want to build something that solves problems and uh, the strategic considerations when working with partners is always rooted in what do you want to achieve and find the right balance between the close messaging and the and honor the partner's guidelines, basically. And lastly, you want to stay relevant by understanding that it may not be relevant for everyone in the whole fan base. So it takes guidance, mediating, and advice, the brands properly in a successful partnership. So here, here I have it, Mads Jepsen, Marketing Director at FC Copenhagen Football Football Club Copenhagen, take on sponsorships and media campaigns for sports brands. Thank you guys for listening and tune in for the next one.
0: Thanks a lot. See you.
1: This has been the Social Media Sucks Podcast.